Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Little Green Pasture. God bless you. Isn't it good to know that we are blessed of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, that he is our God? You know, I think of that scripture, it's become so important to me these days. It says, all the gods of the nations are idols, but our God made the heavens. Think about that. Think about that next time you go outside. Because when you look up at those heavens, there's a heavens, even the heavens of heavens. And that shows the vastness of his power. His dignity, his majesty, his glory. I'm going to pray. Father in heaven, I come to you in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray that today you would help me in the words that I will speak as I talk about your name. That name that your father gave unto you. Lord, it feels like such something that could go on forever, and it will go on forever and ever. But I ask for your touch, Holy Spirit. For I commend myself to you, my works to you, my thoughts to you, everything to you, Lord Jesus Christ. And I ask that you bless everybody, Jesus, that would listen today. And that you would speak to them. That they will hear your sound. For this I ask of you. For I lay it all down at your feet. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. Today I want to talk about. The name of Jesus Christ. And I really prayed so much so much about his name. There's so much controversy about the name of Jesus Christ. Arguing and how it should be spelled. Who should say it and who should never say it. But it is a name that is so great that we can never understand what it fully means and it will take all eternity to know it. And I'm glad, I'm glad that with him, there's a searchless, it's never ever ceasing learning about the Lord and that name. And I feel really moved today and not just today, let me rephrase that and say, I've been moved for a very long time now to talk about the name of Jesus. And we use his name every day when we talk about him, or you even hear the wicked using his name to emphasize their dissatisfaction 
with everything. And yet that name is holy. And so I pray, I truly pray and have been praying that the Lord would bless me in this humble little vessel as I just simply open up to you like a flower whose little petals open up to the sun. Amen. Not long ago, I was met with someone a while back and it was about his name and usually I would just walk away not think about it but something happened inside of me I was thinking about no I was wondering why all of a sudden I felt like I was wrestling and I couldn't sleep and I've been pacing around I mean I'm going about life I'm living but I knew something was happening well about three days ago I was thinking about that name but not just thinking about it there was something moving in me and I experienced something that really pricked my heart. This was a while back and it hurt me. But I wasn't really hurt. I think what I was hurt more about was the issue about his name. And I know, knew that what was going on inside of me was the Holy Spirit. And so day before yesterday, I was just kind of sitting there a little bit sad and broken. And a friend of mine, this couple I love so much, their name is Marty and Georgia Breeden. Many of you know Marty and is now his beautiful new wife, Georgia, whom I've come to love dearly. And day before yesterday, Marty reached out to me and he said, Joni, my wife had a dream. And this is the whole thing about his name and my wrestling about his name. And I said, sure, Marty, I'll, he said, if you don't mind, just taking a look at it and tell me what you think. And he sent it over to me. And when I read it, I knew that the Lord was moving in my life through that dream. And I asked Georgia if it was okay. And she gave me her permission. So thank you, Georgia. So Day before yesterday, I got the dream and here's how it went. There are some things I have omitted because of length of time and certain things that are not necessary, but this is what she wrote. 
I was in the kitchen with Heather, JB, and Bonnie. Marty was in the garage. The baby boy crawled up to me, and I reached down to pick him up, and I loved on him. He was mine and Marty's son. As I was holding the baby, I was looking at a panel on the wall in the kitchen, and I began to see the screws in the panel turn and come out, then go back in. They were doing this by themselves. I screamed for Marty, but he didn't come. I screamed for Marty again. He came into the kitchen and said, Georgia, what in the name of God are you yelling about? When he said that, all activity stopped and the baby snuggled closer to me. I walked into a foyer where a pink polo shirt was hanging on a clothesline of sorts. The pink shirt was like it was blowing in the wind and twisting its and folding itself unnaturally. I grabbed Marty's face and turned his head to look at the shirt as it moved. Marty realized what was happening and seemed to understand. I resumed to walk from room to room, yelling, in the name of Jesus, get out of this house. We had a two-story bedroom, and in the middle was a tower. I got in a tight one-person red elevator, and it went up to the observation deck. When I got out of the elevator, every time I yelled, in the name of Jesus, get out of this house. And there was music and a choir singing the words along with me. So that just spoke directly to me. So what I understood about this dream is she's in her kitchen. She's visiting her family. She's seen some supernatural something going on in her kitchen and she was afraid. And she called for her husband, Marty, to come. And though he didn't come right away, she called him again. And when he said, what in the Lord's name are you yelling? And yelling, and he said, God's name, the Lord's name. And immediately that activity stopped. There was a part in there that said, when she was holding this baby, she put this baby down and she was going from room to room and saying, in the name of Jesus, get out, get out of this house. And you see how she went into another room and and the enemy, because this was enemy activity and it was manifesting in her dream to her, because that's what happens in dreams. We could see things that we would not normally see. And God shows us spiritually what's happening. He lets us see things in the spirit. So, when she had Marty look at it and realized it, and he was, because it, it seems like he was maybe not with it or really there, but let me just explain how I saw it. But she kept going through the house and saying, in the name of Jesus, get out. Get out of this house. I believe that in the bedroom was two story. And that red elevator that was fit only for one person took her up to a third story, which she called an observation deck. And she said when she got out of the elevator, every time she yelled, she said, I yelled in the name of Jesus, get out of this house. 
and there was music and a choir and singing the words along with her. Now, it seems odd, doesn't it? Where she's taking this authority in the name of Jesus Christ over the enemy to rid her house, her house, their house of the enemy. But notice from that third observation deck, here's how I see it, that the Lord allowed her to get into that elevator that was all red, fit for one person, all red. I believe that red was the blood of Jesus Christ representing symbolically that she was completely covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. And she went up. And I believe that third deck was the observation deck of heaven. And the choir that she heard, the voices that she heard, and the music singing the words along with her. Isn't that interesting? Singing those words in the name of Jesus Christ. Get out of this house. It seems interesting, doesn't it? That there would be that choir of voices saying words with her. The rest of the story goes, she goes back downstairs and so on, and she wakes up. Well, let me tell you what happened to me. When I read that, it spoke so directly to me. And I reread it again. A little while later, I went to bed. And I started to toss and turn in the middle of the night. And I was thinking about that name of Jesus Christ. And I felt something in me wanting to come out. The greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. And But there was something more. So when I woke up, I said, I heard a scripture in my mind from Galatians 5.11. Part of it said, the offense of the cross has not ceased. And I heard that enter in. And I thought about how that name, Jesus Christ, is power. It evokes, evokes a lot of contention in this world and arguing and fighting. Anyways, I wound up getting up, went out to the living room. And I'm telling you the truth, as I walked out through the living room and into the kitchen, it's one o'clock in the morning, as I'm making my coffee, before I'm even making my coffee, all of a sudden out of my mouth, the words of Isaiah 53 came flooding out of my mouth. I mean, and it came out strong and I was like, wow, like I'm thinking in my mind, wow, the prophecy in Isaiah chapter 53, the prophecy of Jesus Christ. And I'm saying the words, Lord, whom shall believe our report? And whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he came up out of the ground like a dry shoot. He had no form or comeliness that we would be attracted to him. We hid our faces from him. And I started to say all these words. And all of a sudden, I felt a power come in. Just come right in unexpectedly. 
And for me to get down on my knees is not an easy task for me. I have bad knees, a bad back. But all of a sudden, this power entered in, and I got down on my knees, and I raised my hands into the heavens, and I said, I praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, Lord Jesus, I said, I will never deny your name. I declare your name, that you are the Lord of heaven and earth. You are the creator of all things. You are the Lord of lords. You are the God of gods that there is no other God beside you. And I began to worship and praise that name, but that power was flowing through me and the Holy Spirit was moving upwards towards heaven as I was praising the name of the Lord. Well, at some point I rose up like I was 10 years old. I had strength and I went and I sat down. And as I sat down and began to pray, and in that moment of pausing, I said to the Lord, just in my mind, I said, you know, Lord, I said, that really hurt me. But I said, I'm not mad. But I understand the difficulty for some people with your name. And I love that person evermore. And ever still, I said, but Lord, my heart is hurting. And then I heard him speak in my heart and he said, I entrust, entrusted you to receive that wound, to receive that arrow, he said, not wound, to receive that arrow. But you have to understand that arrow was not meant for you. It was meant for me. And right as I heard that, this pain left me. Something lifted off from me. And peace rushed in. And I just bowed my head. And I worshipped the name of Jesus Christ. And for that whole day, I was walking in that power, praising the name of the Lord that it never has ever happened to me before. And during that time, I was thinking of Georgia's dream. And she said, Joni, I never dream. This is the first dream I've had of anything like this. Now, it was so real to me and spoke to me about the power of Jesus name there is power in the name of the Lord I was reading in Philippians 26 2 6 through 11 it says about Jesus who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even unto the death of the cross wherefore God 
also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And so we see that in his name is a phrase that is constantly used for worship of God, such as Psalm 63, 4, that says, I will lift up my hands in thy name. So it denotes worship to Christ, but not through him. When it says of things in heaven and in earth and things under the earth, it is it would be better to substitute, according to scholars, uh, beings uh, for personal beings. Because things don't have knees to bend. Although, in some sense, all the works of the Lord praise him and magnify him forever. Things do not bow the knee. And the reference here is undoubtedly to angels and to the spirits of just men made perfect in heaven. And you can compare that with Revelation 5.13, where it says, Every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. You see, the fallen and the lost will also do this. They will be constrained to yield an unwilling homage to him by submitting to the sentence from his lips that shall consign them to that eternal destiny without him. And so the whole universe shall acknowledge the exalted dignity of the Son of God. But this doesn't mean that they'll all be saved either. So the guilty and the lost may be compelled to acknowledge his power. They will be. They will be made to acknowledge his power and submit to his decree as the sovereign of the universe. So there is this free and cheerful homage of the heart, which they who worship him in heaven will render. And there is this constrained homage, which they must yield, who are compelled to acknowledge his authority. So in heaven and in earth, and I'm going to open this up more because we've read this scripture so many times and everybody, we all quote it, all of us quote it, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that we peel it out so fast. But I want us to take a deeper look into the name of Jesus. So the next time you hear his name or worship or pray to him, there's something different about bowing the knee. You see, because even now as we speak, as I speak rather, they are worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ as a sovereign of the universe. Lord of lords, God of gods, King of kings. And here on earth, those that love him so much and are born again and saved, we're all worshiping him too. But there's something about bowing the knee. See, the name of Jesus, when we see the name of Jesus, it says, at the name of Jesus. For So as far as the grammatical goes in the name of Jesus, it's not the name of Jesus, but the name of Jesus. 
and I get my notes from Lightfoot. So he says, does this mean all should worship him or all should worship through him? Doubtless the latter is divine truth, but the context is wholly in favor of an immediate reference to his enthronement. And particularly, the very next verse speaks distinctly of the recognition of him as Lord. So Lightfoot gives proofs from the lexicon. From Psalm 62.5 and Hebrews 63.4, 1 Kings 8.44, that the phrase in the name of may imply in proper context the adoration of him who bears the name. Did you hear that? Let me say that again. That the phrase in the name of may imply in proper context the adoration of him who bears the name. So, in John 17, 11, Jesus is praying to his father and he says, now I am no more in the world, but these are in the world and I come to thee, Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in thy name. Those that thou givest, gavest me, I have kept and none of them is lost but the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. And in verse 26, he says, I have declared unto them thy name and will declare it, that the love where which thou hast loved me may be in them and I in them. And so went back to what is taught, worshiping the Lord. So it says at the name of, not in the name of. So we are, worshiping the lord see we could hear jesus's name all day long and we do and i'm saying that in the positive where we say oh i love jesus i just thank jesus so much he's been so good to me he answered my prayers jesus answered my prayers but there's something that happens when you bow the knee and confess you're at, you're doing it at him you are before him it is adoration it is his sovereignty it is his glory it is his power it is his majesty and it is far greater than any of us could ever imagine even the seraphim fly over him for all eternity saying holy 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 is the lord god almighty which was and is and is to come now we know that that's revelation but in isaiah it just says holy 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 is the lord god almighty in revelation it takes off from that scripture the one which was jesus christ who came over two thousand years ago in heaven now seated upon that throne as a living god and it is a throne of glory. We cannot imagine what he must be like to worship this one Jesus. For we fear him, but we fear his name. When Georgia spoke about hearing this voice of singing, I believe God was giving her 
a little peek over the fence, I like to say, I want you to hear something. Because what you're saying, they're singing. When you are telling the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ, see that name, Jesus Christ is his name. He accompanies his name. And that name is adored and worshiped in heaven by all the angelic hosts, by all the spirits of just men made perfect. Of all the saints who have ever lived, Old and New Testament in heaven, worshiping his throne, worshiping, not his throne, worshiping his name. I cannot even begin to imagine even that sea of glass that we hear about, that the saints in heaven, where all of us, will be worshiping on a sea of glass mingled with fire. And to see that throne and of him that sat upon it, whose face the earth and heaven flees from. And on earth, they say, in the tribulation, mountains fall on us, rocks, rocks fall on us, mountains hide us from the face of him that sitteth upon the throne and from the wrath of the Lamb. And today I felt Jesus so much. I prayed so much about it. And he wants me to allow that love. See, his name is love. But he's also a God of judgment. And this God, Jesus, the Son of God, was given a name. He said, Father, you have kept them safe by that name that thou hast given me. Isn't that interesting? That at the name of Jesus Christ, and he is that name. See, that name, Jesus in Hebrew is Yeshua. But there were other, other ones named that. We see Joshua, which means the Lord saves. Joshua in the Old Testament. We see Elimus or our Jesus, son of Jesus. So the name Joshua or Yeshua was a name that was actually common back then. So what does it really mean when it says every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord? It is a moment that I believe comes, I think, and I believe with all of my heart, that at the end of days, at the end of the thousand year millennial kingdom, at the great white throne judgment, all those that will stand in judgment before him will be made to confess that he is the sovereign Lord God of the whole universe. I love what John says in 1 John 5, 11 through 13. He says, and this is the record that God has given to us, eternal life. And this life is in his son. He that hath the son hath life. And he that hath not the son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe in the name of the son of God. You know, many times in my life, I've had so many dreams, so many dreams where I was, I saw a, 
vicious beast coming around me like so many dreams where a, a lion would come right up to me this big like his head is this big and and i'm looking down and i'm paralyzed like frozen and i'm looking down at it and its mouth is shut and i could see its face he doesn't he wants to kill but he's not allowed and it's brushing up against me i've had dreams of black panthers and tigers and dangerous man-eating animals wolves come right up to me and there were times i said jesus 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 and they were not allowed to touch me i've talked to so many people who have had dreams of these very same things and you know i and they will tell you too that in these dreams you you are you could feel there is a power of darkness i know i'll speak for myself i could feel that power of darkness and in my dream i see i'm sleeping but my spirit man is awake and so when i'm seeing these things in my dream i'm knowing that's the enemy and he's coming with the threat he's coming to kill because satan comes only but for to steal kill and to destroy john 10 verse 9 and my spirit is now engaging because the Holy Spirit is moving in my spirit. See, the Holy Spirit mingles with our spirit. And so he's right there. He's prompt. He's front and center. And so in those dreams that I've had my whole life, I remember trying to say the name of Jesus and this power won't let me say it. And I've had to force myself to say, Jesus, and those things. I'm surrounded by wolves. I have animals that should be killing me in my dream i've had dreams that i've been in my house and the door is made out of paper and there is a lion and he's roaring and he wants to come in but that paper door he could not come in because while i'm holding the doorknob to a paper door i'm saying jesus help me jesus help me and those things could never touch me. You know, there's a, a little story out of the Book of Martyrs, Fox's Book of Martyrs. There was three men whose names were Tarakus, who was an aged man, Probus, and Andronicus. And after repeated tortures and exhortations to recant the name of Jesus Christ, they were ordered for execution being brought to the amphitheater, several beasts were let loose upon them. The keeper then brought out a large bear, which had that very day destroyed three men. But this voracious creature and a fierce lioness both refused to touch the prisoners. Finding the design of destroying them by means of wild beasts were ineffectual. Maximus ordered them to be slain by the sword in October the 11th, AD 303. You know, when I read these stories, I am so grateful for the name of Jesus Christ. There has been so many times that by the power of his name, when I was in fierce combat with the enemy, that the Lord taught me the use of the bow. He taught my hands to war, my fingers to fight. He made my arm strong so I could bend a bow of steel. He made me to be able to leap over walls and to plunge through troops. And sometimes I can't even believe how great that name is. 
how great and powerful the name of Jesus Christ is. And since that day and, and Georgia's dream that was spoke, it just spoke to me and Jesus spoke to me. I said, Lord, I will never deny your great and awesome name and the power of your name. And Satan hates your name. And I'm going to evermore declare your name. And Lord, if there is a mountain I can climb, then spiritually I climb it like the top of Mount Hermon, the highest mountains in Israel. And I will declare the name of Jesus Christ here on earth and in heaven above forever and ever world without end. Because there is salvation in his name. There is healing in the name of Jesus Christ. And it's not just here that the wicked will bow. Let me tell you a story. I was a young girl. And I was very, very young. And I didn't know anything. I was so young. But I knew that name of Jesus. And it was the first love that I ever experienced in my life. Because I grew up in a home with no love. And so when she, I found out that Jesus loved me, and it wasn't just a sense, it was an ex, not an external or an emotional sense. It was a power of the new life, and he had given me new birth, and that love came flooding in, and I loved Jesus. And every time I might even be hearing people saying in the public his name, I'd look like this, and I, I would always be magnetized to that name, not even knowing anything. And there was one night I was laying in bed and I couldn't sleep. And I was tossing and turning. And I felt uh, I was half asleep and half awake. So I was aware what was happening to me. But I felt something hit my face. And I opened my eyes. Clearly, there's no one in the room. And I was like, what? I laid back down. And I felt my sheet. But it, it whipped my face like, it just whipped my face so hard. And so I felt scared. My heart started to race. And I could put words on what was happening then, but I could feel the whole room fill up with the presence of evil. And so I took my sheets and wrapped it up in my hands and pulled it up like this. And I said to myself, I'm not going to let that happen again. And this power, this force ripped the sheets out of my hand. And I looked and the sheets were standing straight up like this. And I'm laying in bed as this young girl. And next thing I know, it whipped me in the face. And then I felt something on top of me holding me down. And it wouldn't let me speak. And I was trying so hard, so hard to say his voice. I was like, like I couldn't say his name. It, they, I was being withheld from saying his name. And while I was laying there, the fan was on. And I could hear this. The, the fan was making a classic fan noise. A goo, goo, goo. But I heard a voice coming out of that fan. I heard that voice. I don't care what anybody tells me or what anybody thinks. I don't care if anybody thinks I'm crazy. I don't care at all what anybody thinks about me. But I heard a voice saying, we are. We're going to kill you. We're going to kill you. We're going to kill you. And I'm feeling this thing hitting me in my face. And I, with all of my might, I said, I broke through. My voice broke through. And I said, Jesus. 
the second I said it, the instant I said it, I heard up in the attic, I heard going in every direction, like feet going like in every direction and screaming just at that name, just at that name. And I have stood in the power of that name. And I have warred good wars. I have fought good fights of faith. You know why? Because his name went before me. Because it was in his name I put my trust. Because he told me in his word that in the power of his name, he would defend me. That the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and they are safe. And that there is deliverance in his name. And that name has always been so powerful. So let me say this to you before I go. Always declare the name of Jesus Christ. Say it fully. Say it strongly. Because that name saved you. And that name is the name that his father gave him. That at the name of Jesus Christ that you will worship him and adore him and it, let there be exalting because of that mighty, powerful, sovereign name of Jesus Christ. Never be ashamed of that name for he purchased you so that you can live forever in eternity praising that glorious name of the Lord. Amen. You stand up and you use that name. The greatest people in the world fought fights and overcame the wicked one. And they received the crown, the victor's crown. I think of the words of the 40 wrestlers of Rome when they became born again and they rejected worshiping that Roman emperor. And they, instead they would, first of all, they would say 40 wrestlers wrestling for thee, O king, that we may gain for thee the victory. And, and for us, the victor's crown. But when they all became born again, Vespasian, the general, came to him and said, what is this that I've heard? Who is it that has become a Christian? Step forward. And they all stepped forward. And he said, what is this? Step back. Step back. I'll ask you again. You know what this means. And they said they none of them would recant the name of Jesus Christ. And so they were put out on the ice in the middle of the night. There was a fire burning on the shore. Vespasian said, for sure, they were stripped naked. They were put on the ice in the middle of the night. And he said to the men next to him, just give it time. Just give it time. And they'll come back. And he began to hear in the night voices, 40 wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, that we may win for thee the victory. And unto us the victor's crown. 
And after hours of that, one came slithering on the ice on his stomach, the Vespasian. And Vespasian, somebody said, I think it was Vespasian, he said, ah, one has come back. Now the rest will come back. And after he said that, he heard those words again. Forty wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, that we may win for thee the victory and unto us the victor's crown. And when Vespasian, the general of that Roman army, heard those words, he took off his outer Roman armor. He took off everything, everything. And he walked out onto that ice. And when he got out onto that ice, there was the voices, the voices were heard. 41 wrestlers wrestling for thee, O Christ, that we should that we will win the victor, win for thee the victory, and for us the victor's crown. And they said that over and over until their voices became softer and softer until they were heard no more. Never deny the name of Jesus Christ. For there is no other name given among men from heaven whereby a man must be saved. Amen. From the rising of the sun unto the going down thereof, the Lord's name will be praised.